Hey friends, it's your third favorite Andrew here. Ellie's not with me right now, but I wanted to share something really special. You're going to have a conversation with Ali and myself and the one, the only, Guy Pearson from Practice Ignition today. Yes, Ali and I have been going on adventures all over the place and we figured what better than to bring in a few special people that have been supporting us on the podcast and hear more about their story and what makes them tick. Yes, Guy Pearson is more than just the guy that hangs out in a space suit trying to get to the moon. He is more than just the guy that was a chartered accountant for a number of years and thought he'd play around with a few different pieces of technology. He's won a bunch of awards. And look, he's just recently, as part of Practice Ignition, raised an absolute crap ton of money to help to build a product that hopefully you all love and appreciate. So kick back, relax, and have a listen to our conversation with Guy about what makes him tick and what his accounting adventures have been like. Welcome everyone to Ali and Andrew's All Aussie Accounting Adventures for today. We have a very special guest with us, Guy Pearson from Practice Ignition, who I've met on a couple of occasions, who's recently been married, and uh, we're excited to have a bit of a chat with him today. So, hi Guy. Hello. How are you guys doing? It's great to be here. It's take two, right? <laughs> take two. We're going to make it this time. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. For those for those listening, uh, we did have a chat with Guy. Was it like the day before yeah. your wedding or the week the before your wedding? And, and unfortunately, the audio didn't quite work. But the the wedding went well, and you are you are now off the market officially. I see the right? wedding ring and all. Yeah, I'm not sure anyone's that disappointed about that, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, thanks for joining us, mate. Um, we're really taking time to chat with. Uh, the sponsors, people who who are contributing and supporting Ellie and my's accounting adventures and the stories that we share. And uh, you're one of those awesome people that I've gotten to know over the years. And I know uh, many others out there have appreciated um, either utilizing um, Practice Ignition, the tool that you've helped to bring to life, or just you as a person, which is really cool. Um, but what I'd love to do to get stuck into it, to get stuck into the meat and potatoes and just right <laughs> What is up right with you and it. meat and potatoes lately? Well, meat and potatoes. <laughs> Your wife needs yeah. to make you that so you stop saying bangers that. And, bangers and mash. Oh, steak and fries is probably what he's up to lately. Barbie. <laughs> Palmer and chips and salad. Palmy. Um, Guy, you're an accountant, right? Yeah. Technically, <laughs> like. Own it, Guy. Own it. Come yes, on. I, I am. Been I am. Uh, I've been an accountant since I was 18, so almost 20 years. Wow. Why the hell did you do accounting? Uh, I like numbers of people. Uh I won't go into the long version of that, but ultimately I like helping people. I, I like numbers, was good at numbers, like talking, and uh, look for a career that would marry, to, marry the two together. Was was there a moment where you realized, because like a lot of people I don't think would think would go, I'm going into accounting because I like numbers and people. <laughs> Normally the people part is is stuff that they realize later on, but was there an experience that you had prior to or during that where you went, ah, the people stuff, this is what I really like as well? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, any youngster starting out in any career usually is a bit shy, particularly if you're an accountant, right? So, like, you know, you want to feel, feel confident in the numbers and then be able to have a conversation. And I think the turning point was going from sitting in a room where I crunched the numbers and didn't meet the clients to being front and centre with my, my then boss, who's awesome. Uh, shout out to Peter, Mr. Barrow, um, who would bring us all in 
to the client meetings so that we could understand clients, what their asks were, what their needs were, what they were feeling, all those sorts of things. And, you know, almost like how to deliver advice firsthand um, without really being a textbook. And, you know, this is 2005, right? So it's like pre all the online learnings for all this sort of thing, uh, sort of being out of market. And just took a lot away from that. And on the back of that was very much on uh, leaning into, I want to do more of the, what is your plan for the business and where are you going rather than talking about your tax bill and what you shouldn't have done six months ago with buying a car inside of a investment trust or your super fund or, you know, there's so much you can yeah. do there. Like the people stuff. I mean, Ellie, we, we love oh, people. We do. Don't we? I th- yeah. That's what brings me the longevity. And maybe that was a sliding doors moment for you. Like what if you'd been at a firm and they just didn't do that? Do you reckon you'd still be an accountant? Do you like the numbers more or is it just the people and just realizing that there's more there? Uh, I like the mix. Um, but I think, I don't know, I probably would be. Um, I think my dream, yeah. my dream when I was 16, so I did work experience in the accounting firm and had a great time. I like said, I like the numbers. I like, I like the people at the office. I think I wanted to be a, I'm from Northern Beaches, so I wanted to be an accountant on the Northern Beaches and have a, you know, family life and just, you know, go to the beach and all that sort of thing. I think that was sort of my dream at the time. I'd, I'd missed out on being a pro basketballer or a pro surfer. <laughs> Due to lack of talent, height, and other things. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could have just so, said lack of heart. <laughs> it seemed like a great way to sort of... Lack of being able to be good yeah. at anything. It seemed like a great alternative. I mean, the clients I had oh, in look, the early days guy, there were surfers, yeah. athletes, and, and entrepreneurs. So, Guy, you're in my gang because I've always wanted to be an accountant. So I get it. I totally get it. I'm just not sure that a lot of other people do. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you've been running around as an accountant for ages. Uh, obviously, most, if not all, people know of you as um, the founder here at Practice Ignition. Practice Ignition. Um, what was that aha moment? What brought you to the point where you're like, I'm running around as an accountant, but hey, I'm now I'm going to set up some tech that's going to change the way accountants around the world actually um, in, like react, interact with their clients when it comes to engaging and payments and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm a very stubborn person. And if you don't, for those who don't already know that, it's very, very true. Um, and I dabbled a bit in tech. I was a bit of a nerd growing up as well. And um, I had had a few ventures with a good mate of mine on the side who was early on at Lassie and just trying to solve problems, learn how to build a software company um, with a view that's scalable and you're solving infrastructure problems. So therefore, like the, the impact could be larger. It doesn't necessarily mean the revenue or the outcome has to be larger, but like you know, it's scalable, right? Um, and so uh, I got very jealous of my clients in e-commerce and software. They had Recurly plus custom code to basically archetype someone signing up for a plan and that all being automated in terms of what happens next, supervisioning, account, billing, collection, reconciliation and marketing. And the same on the other side with e-commerce with things like Shopify. And I was trying to figure out why I was doing online quotes, workflow management, I was over here, all in the cloud, um, well, some of it for some of the time. Um, billing over here in zero, collections over there with easy debit and concatenate spreadsheets, which if you're not familiar is like basically used to be able to pre-populate a URL which had all the fields for the form that was going to be online, including the brand elements. And so we used to use that to do branded easy debit forms in like 2010 when I was running my own accounting firm. And I got really, really agitated at the fact that no one wanted to build a more complete um, synchronous system, even between all the different parties. Uh, but clearly just not their mission and vision. And I was stubborn enough and had, had a few projects be mildly successful that I thought I'd throw my hat in the ring. Um and myself and uh, Carbon's CEO, Stewie McLeod, 
um, basically were like this the way accountants run the business needs to change. Uh, so he uh, helped fund the beginning of the business and helped me hire my first people or, or consultants. And we went from there. And all of a sudden, practice ignition was born. Oh, no. What a beautiful little baby it was and its little, it's little space suit that Andrew's <laughs> so still waiting to get. <laughs> like you, you touched on there. This wasn't your first crack at tech. Um, like what have you done beforehand and was it successful or was it not? Yeah, I mean, interactive accounting was the accounting firm I started. So that's not really tech, but tech-enabled services to some degree uh, from 09 at 10 onwards. I then kicked off, uh, what do you guys call them, cloud integrated platform. That was 2011, not platform, but service service uh, business. Um, and as the interactive accounting moved more into startups and e-commerce, like the need for bricks and mortar moving online and those services dissipated. So we ended up winding that one up. And I did two other platforms, one with a, it's funny, it probably would still be relevant somewhat today, but effectively uh, someone had an online um, OCR template platform which is very much designed, uh, APIs would replace it today for a lot of things, but it was basically like flow of financial information. And so when you were converting a client to zero, which I did you know, every day of the week almost back in the, uh, in the 2010, et cetera, I was like, there's got to be a smarter way to get in the bank data from last year's reconciled MYB file to where we're at right now, rather than me manually entering that data. Because um, banks back then, we'd mostly give you three months in a CSV or QIF or whatnot. And so partnered up with this gentleman called Wolf. Wolf had this platform and we built a new front end for it. The idea being that all your bank templates have been there. It was like... You're just a bloody maverick, mate. You're just solving problems left, right, yeah. and center. Do you go out and, Yeah, do you go out and search for these ideas or is it just kind of things that just kind of fall in your lap and you just have a light bulb moment? Like you're obviously very entrepreneurial. It's it's, it's probably more of a like, I, I hate this problem and surely there's a solution. Yeah, right. So you just get really Finan- frustrated. You go Hulk, yeah, Hulk exactly. smash mode. And you just <laughs> and financial conversion, like that was the name of the company, was never designed to be a runaway success. It was like, this is going to be a problem, a problem for a period of time. Sadly, it probably still is a problem, which is something that baffles me. But the idea was like it's supposed to be for only a period of time and then it becomes obsolete. Um, the gentleman I partnered with, Wolf, was amazing and had amazing tech, but didn't quite see eye to eye on that. And so we ended up, um, after having a few customers and like it was working, we just decided that we were diverging. So um, we called that. Um, shout out to Wolf. There you go. Uh, and then the last one was a company... Uh, or an app called My PIR, which is also 2011. Um, and that was My Property Investment Report. We talk about you know average names, but um, back then you could do like stamp duty calcs, LVR calcs, you could do negative gearing calcs and accountants, we had all the stuff in the spreadsheet. Um, but there wasn't like scenario analysis, so you couldn't share it with your dad or your mom, whoever is your financial confidant, financial planner. And the idea was very much to allow for accountants to have it as something that they could just quickly turn over and have different scenarios with a negative gearing, LVR impact, borrowing, like everything all in one, and then commentary on whether or not it's a good idea because usually, you know, Australia, most properties go to auction. And so you don't actually know the price until you get to the final, you know, hammer fall, in which case the idea was that rather than having three scenarios and paying an accountant maybe 800 bucks for the, the advice as they figured it all out and had the meeting with you, it was let's democratize this and make it, I don't know, account probably sell it, you know, give it to the client for free and have a $250 meeting, but actually make more margin and the client gets a much better deal. Um, so we sold, we sold, you go. sold a few of those reports um, myself and a guy called Nick Muldoon. Um, 
uh, was the other co-founder. We'd learned about our job. We'd done outsourced development, in-house development, students, uh, kind of everything in between. And uh, we had 25K between us. And that's what we put to work to get to dollar revenue one. And that was like our thesis. That was our MBA. He was at... I think I know why you wear a hat so much now these days, mate. It's because your head has exploded with so much stuff that you've done over the years. You have to kind of hold it all together with a hat. Otherwise, it just falls out of your head, all the ideas and the I'm craziness. not so sure. I think I, it was just a period of time. 25 to 30 was my throw shit against the wall, see what sticks. And I had I had time. I didn't have money. So... But and one of and one of them stuck really yeah. well in Praxignition, which is cool. So I think pretty much everybody knows Praxignition, and if you don't know it, just Google Praxignition, and you'll find a whole bunch of incredible reviews and information on it. Um, both Ali and I use it; we both love yeah. it, and it uh, it's really changed the way we run our businesses too. Um, you've you've obviously had a huge experience in the industry, playing with tech, a whole bunch of stuff, stuff like that. If you're sitting here today and you're looking at the next. 10 or so years of the accounting industry, what would you say the next thing could look like? So the next thing from us at PI or the next thing for the industry? Just in the industry. Um, I think we're still on the, the driver. I'm still driving that car towards let's get all the transactional data automated. Um, like we're not there yet. Um, I think, yeah, blockchain is super interesting as a technology in terms of what it enables and we're starting to see that friction slowly reduce, but it's still miles off. We've got rules-based bookkeeping. And then it becomes about, well, what do you do with the scenarios once you've got all the data? Um, yeah. And So are you talking advisory? Is uh, that, seriously, is that the dirty the word? Of, or? The amount of like pitches I've seen still for like new advisory apps, new reporting apps, new everything else. Like there's just, there's not a, there's no lack of SMBs going, I have no one to ask for advice or I don't get any, right? And yeah. I think the hard part is is that advisory is not tax, right? And I think that's where we historically have all gone. Well, as I say, all the, all the advisory apps I see, like get it to a point, but never actually get it any further. Like they never bring a solution that is usable in a in a true sense. Mm. It's like, here's a snippet of something you maybe could do if you've got an incredibly generic approach to what you do, but no real depth. It's a it. conversation starter, isn't it? I, like, I you've still got to do a crap load of work and have a really good understanding of the business to actually provide value in that advice. So they typically solve for the lowest common denominator, right? And that's yeah. the hard part. So uh, there's a couple of firms that have now employed developers and they mostly focus on the reporting side, but I tend to find that the folks that really nail the, uh, the advisory piece focus in on a particular vertical, right? And, and when you do that, it's like, well, I've seen the story before. I understand how your margins are driven. I understand the price point in the market. I know who funds, like which bank provides loans to this industry. I know who acquires in this industry, who's looking for a merger. Um, yeah, here's someone who's a an old gangster from this market who's done it three <laughs> times before that I can introduce you to. Maybe they can sit on your advisory board, like all things that are helpful in addition yeah. to what happened last year. And I think I don't think that comes about unless you like dig right in and you actually enjoy the industry that you serve. Um, and I still think where the advisory apps play is lowest common denominator, which is most accounting firms are typically um, you know, small business serving, which is amazing, but there's no commonality between their customers. And so for a piece of software, they kind of have to solve for the, the basics and hope the accountant knows how to toggle basically. So the future is advisory. Uh, is pretty much what you guys saying. The future is advisory. Don't tell I actually think, like, if I if, if I was running my firm, I would probably have every single reporting app, and I'd be yep. like, which ones, which vertical is this most suited towards? Or I'd go the other way and build uh, 
if there was nothing available, build my own if I was targeting a vertical. So get a developer, get Microsoft BI and, and build my own benchmarking, build everything else. Um, but I'm not normal. And we figured that out a long time ago. Um, you are a strange fella. It's all good, mate. Thank you. In a positive way. I take it. Now, Guy, we, we're going to need to wrap this up mainly because uh, I'm running on laptop battery and I've got about 4% left <laughs> and I don't want this to cut out and lose all the recording. Uh, so as we, as we roll out of here on a high, um, what, is your, what do you think the future for PI looks like? Give me, give me the 30-second spiel. This is PI and where we're going and why we rock. Sure. Um, PI is a commerce and payments platform. Uh, for professional services, right? We're, we're trying to do our best to serve the accounting market because it's a great proxy for what comes next in, in terms of long-term horizons. It's also where we started. It's also where we love folks. And every SMB in professional services has an accountant. So that's our primary focus is let's solve that problem um, as well as we can. Uh, there's going to be a lot more coming out from us on what do you do with the data uh, integrations, a bit more of a platform play and trying to make sure that we automate insights and other things and all that is kind of like sounds boring but not at if all we can help, if we it's can help necessary. you run a better business which is the whole point we kicked off and we can continue to improve on that that'd be great and then the the one that we'd love to tackle but i'm not sure it's in the near term is helping you have a better client relationship and i don't mean that in terms of asking for uh copies of a receipt to see if there's gst on something more the you know you have this service so here's a reminder you have this service, so please let us know if X, Y, Z, would you like to take up this offer and actually help you drive your, your business and that um, you know, automatic reminders based on rules. Yeah, yep. Nothing too crazy there. Um, but it's taken a really long time to suffice all the accountants on how we manage your revenue yeah. or all the different crazy ways to bill. Um, and we've just launched variable-based billing with um, Gusto, um, which means that over time, we'll have things being able to come in that are variable or unit-based that can automatically flow through to your clients as well. So just super exciting. I think we're at the end of the beginning. Um, that sounds so cliche and so corny, but um, I think it's just a long a long journey ahead, and I'm super excited about it. You're going to do good. It'll be great. I know it. Well, hey, guys, thank you so much for joining us, mate. Really appreciate you sharing a bit more of your story about where you see the industry going, what practice technicians up. I uh, definitely encourage our listeners out there, if you uh, do not know about practice technician and you run an accounting advisory firm or really anybody that wants to get on top of engagements and payments, you should definitely check them out. They've changed our world and I know they've changed your world too, Ali. Absolutely. They rock our world. They're amazing. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks Guy, so much, catch guys. you later. Hey, thanks for taking the time to hang out with us today on Ellie and Andrew's All Aussie Accounting Adventures. Uh, make sure you check us out on the socials at Accounting Adventures, as well as jump on our website, accountingadventures.com.au. While you're there, make sure, if you liked it, to rate, review and share so that more people can come on the Accounting Adventures together with us. Also, if you have a question or something that we haven't covered and you think we really should, then make sure to get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. This is your community and we want you to be a part of it.